Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm so excited to have you here today to talk with me and help me and our listeners learn so much information. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your roles at the University of Michigan and the areas that your research and work focus? My name is Fermi Okunlami. I'm most often referred to as Dr. O. I use he, him, his pronouns, and I'm a young to middle-aged black man with brown skin, short black hair. I'm wearing a blue headset, dark rimmed glasses, a wooden bow tie, and a dark blazer. In my background, you can see a shelf with some things on the shelf, uh, some diplomas, a, a plaque, and an American flag. I identify as a wheelchair user after having a spinal cord injury. And here at the University of Michigan, I am an assistant professor of family medicine, physical medicine and rehabilitation and neurology at Michigan Medicine. And primarily I serve as the Director of Student Accessibility and Accommodation Services within the Division of Student Life at the University of Michigan. And I am an Adjunct Assistant Professor of Orthopedics at David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. An incredibly accomplished and immensely busy person. Uh, is how I would summarize that. And Dr. O, you are going to be the keynote speaker for a University of Michigan Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Toward an Anti-Ableist Academy Conference, which begins on October 4th. Can you give us a brief preview of the keynote session that you'll be presenting and the overall conference? Certainly. First of all, I'm exceedingly excited for the fact that the university is hosting this conference. It is going to be the culmination of several years of work from many, many people that then in particular put work into something that was called the Student Idea Board, which was addressing issues of inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility with respect to disability on this campus. And so the conference is going to touch on many things. And to kick it off, what I'm hoping to really do is to talk about what our future is for disability services and sort of my goal for what we're trying to accomplish here. And in reality, I want to humanize it a bit and I want to, to give examples because too often we talk about accessibility and, and many people that are unfamiliar with the ableism that exists don't realize how sometimes we ourselves are complicit in this system of ableism. And so I'll, I'll use some examples to then show people what is happening now. But then I, I wanna talk about what has changed in the space that we're in right now, and to also discuss where I still think we need to go. So there'll be conversations about accommodations from a student, faculty, and staff perspective. And then throughout the rest of the session, there will be sessions that discuss a range of topics from ableism that exists across the entire academy, neurodiversity, invisible disabilities, and physical accessibility, going all the way to topics that are related to graduate students specifically, workplace culture, and then requesting accommodations. So it will then end with a session about embracing disability culture at the University of Michigan. And so there'll be plenty of things to choose from. And this conference correlates with Disability Community Month, which is observed in October nationwide. Can you speak to the importance of this observance and what you feel are important things for people to know in light of this recognition? You know, sometimes I have 
have mixed feelings about specific months that we dedicate to you know, a particular demographic, because I think it often gives the impression that that should be the only month that we pay attention to that. And so as is the case for any of these months that are dedicated to particular demographic groups, what I would hope to highlight is the fact that we shouldn't actually wait for one specific month before we can begin to identify and address the needs of our marginalized communities. And so hopefully this conference will just jumpstart people's consciousness and we'll continue to see change well beyond the month of October. But this will be an exciting opportunity to then demonstrate the needs of this unique community and then show what's being done already at the University of Michigan and show what opportunities we have to continue doing that work in September, October, November, and every single year as we continue. As the Director of Student Accessibility and Accommodation Services, a new umbrella title that encompasses services for students with disabilities, the testing accommodation centers, and the adaptive sports and fitness program. Can you discuss the ways that the campus community can learn about creating a welcoming campus climate and help ensure that the disabled community can fully participate in campus life? So thanks. That's that title is somewhat of a mouthful, but it's uh, important to be able to bring all of the diversity of the disability community together. Because too often we see disability as one thing, and this role is just trying to be this first step and recognizing that there is a robust disability community here, and that we need to make sure that we are intentional about providing accessibility and inclusion. And so what this role is trying to do is it's trying to centralize student disability services so that we can all work together to make sure that this disability community has equitable access to the amazing University of Michigan experience that everyone deserves. Because when we look at testing, when we look at services for students with disabilities, when we look at adaptive sports and fitness, I will even venture to say that there are many more services that our students with disabilities need and get here on campus. And we're really hoping to then demonstrate that there is an entire campus community that is working to provide that accessibility. And so our office is really just one portion of that puzzle. And we're looking forward to then expanding upon the relationships and the partnerships that we have with other units across campus to make sure that this campus is everything that we know it can be. One of the components within that that you mentioned uh, is a, adaptive sports, and I'd love to talk to you about that a little bit more just for a bit. Can you talk about some of the ways that the campus community can get involved in adaptive sports and also some of the ongoing collaborative work that's being done to bring the best programs forward, both locally and far beyond our campus? So adaptive sports is something that when people hear it, they think about just sports, right? And the reason that we have made our program called the Adaptive Sports and Fitness Program is because individuals with disabilities, visible or invisible, no matter whether you're a Paralympic athlete or someone who just wants to get access to physical fitness, everyone deserves to have equitable access to physical and emotional health and wellness. And so we have the amazing opportunity here to work in partnership with our recreational sports colleagues, working with Michigan Medicine, working with athletics, to make sure that every student, no matter what level of activity they want to participate in, has that equitable access. And so as I mentioned, the partners that we have here, we're going to be able to have drop-in programming for sports like wheelchair basketball that already started at the North Campus Rec Building. We also have varsity level programming for sports like wheelchair tennis. 
ambulatory track and field. And so we've been working with people to make sure that no matter what it is that you're looking for, we are going to be able to provide that access. And people will see that as part of this, we have in our own midst, some gold medal winning Paralympians that are once again, just one portion of what adaptive sports and fitness is, because we also have students and student athletes that are coming to us saying that we just want to make sure that there are accessible fitness options for us to be able to participate. Now, the work that we're doing has been seen not just locally, but it's been recognized nationally and internationally. And in anticipation of LA 2028, where the Olympic and Paralympic Games will be, the work of Michigan has now expanded to another institution on the other side of the country whose colors are somewhat similar, but UCLA has now recognized their ability to then collaborate and add to this work. And so that's where some of this work is expanding to in that role there and our partnership with UCLA to then bring these two amazing institutions together to then show that we are recognizing the needs of all of our students and that with respect to adaptive sports and fitness specifically, that we can continue to be the leaders and the best by then pulling in other organizations and institutions to then provide that same equitable access to sport and fitness for their population as well. So that's an exciting thing that is, is coming right now. It's once again, I'm not leaving the University of Michigan to do this, but we are expanding the brand and the maize and blue will be seen across the country while we are also supporting other institutions in being able to provide that same access. So glad to hear that you will not be leaving U of M. And that sounds like an incredible collaboration with another you know, really profound institution. Um, so congratulations on that effort. And I can't wait to see everywhere that goes and everything that comes from that. Dr. O, you have a catchphrase, which is disabusing disability. Can you explain that? So several years ago, after I entered this new disability community and operate, as I say, on both sides of the stethoscope, I, I created this catchphrase to demonstrate that disability doesn't necessarily mean inability. Too often, and, and especially within the medical world where I first started my professional career, we treat disability as a negative thing or something that needs to be fixed or overcome. So, so this catchphrase is really meant to capture the fact that we need to recognize that disability is another aspect of diversity. And hopefully it will serve to start to change the stigma that exists around the word itself and then people who identify with it. And so disabusing disability is really to, to change people's minds about what disability means and to then let people see that disability is not a negative and that there's a wonderful world of disability culture that then can demonstrate to people the, the beauty of that culture and of that world and making sure that then we respect and honor people of all different types and that disability is just one way to then do that in this fabric of diversity that we hope to then support. And you are absolutely bringing that to fruition with in U of M and your new role, your umbrella role uh, title and having all of these programs, you know, that you are working to bring forward and this expansion. Um, so thank you for elaborating on that and sharing everything that you've been doing for the campus. So I want to ask something that kind of wraps up our conversation a little bit and, you know, everyone listening, whether they're on U of M's campus or not, no matter their affiliation with the institution, what can everyone, what can everyone take with them and think about and take action on 
that helps eliminate accessibility gaps and embrace disability culture and experiences in their own communities. So the first thing I have to say to that is all of the work being done here is because of the team, the team, the team. So I am merely one individual that has been part of an amazing team that has been doing this work, many of them long before I even came to this institution. And so I think I highlight that because the way that people can then take steps to eliminate these accessibility gaps are to recognize that there are people in their midst that have been working long and hard to try to do that already. And so rather than coming to this space as if this is something new that people are just finding out about, we need to make sure that we are including the disability community and those individuals that have been working hard because there's a phrase that many of us use, nothing about us without us. And too often people have, with good intention, I think, been trying to address some of these accessibility gaps without actually including the disability community that is most directly impacted by them. So whether you are a University of Michigan individual or somewhere across the country or the world, I am happy that people are now noticing the inaccessibility of the world in which we live. But this is an opportunity then to listen to the things that people have been saying, not just to center the voices of the disabled community, but to actively bring them into these conversations, elevate and then advocate to then make sure that it is not without the disability community that we're closing these gaps, but it is with the disability community, because this is something that is not just for them or us, it's for everyone, because a rising tide raises all ships. And when we improve the accessibility of our campus, when we improve the accessibility of our world, it's going to then impact all of us, not just those of us who identify as being disabled. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to add or share as a part of this conversation? I, I wanted to make sure that all the other members of the community who have worked hard to put this conference together, right, get recognized for that because really I, I do not want to be seen as the face of this work. I am merely one person that and I'm honored to be the keynote speaker for the event, but so many people put long, long hours into making this possible. And so people from, you know, Pam McGinty and Ashley Wiseman and Dr. Shanna Katz-Katari and you know Pam, I already mentioned Pam McGinty, Dylan Doss, Dr. Rob Sellers, the Disability Culture Group at University of Michigan. Right there, there are so many people that I definitely didn't name all of them, but that have been working for many, many years. So I'm excited to be able to have this conference sort of be the kickoff event for this work, and looking forward to students that are here or students that will be here in the coming years to then see what the University of Michigan has to offer, and also to recognize, however, that while we have accomplished a lot, we still have a very long way to go. And that is not being critical of the institution, it's just recognizing that we are all in a constant state of learning and of improvement. And this is a chance for the University of Michigan to continue to be the leaders in the best by being able to acknowledge where we have room to grow and making sure that we grow into it. So I mean, that's, that's how I would, would end because it's just an exciting beginning, right? This is just the beginning, this conference shouldn't be something that people sort of close the book afterwards and say, well, we checked that box off because it's going to be a constant, a constant journey of making sure that we are assessing the inaccessibility of our campus and making sure that we are intentionally making plans to then address and rectify it. Thank you so much, Dr. O. 
I don't have any additional questions. I just want to sincerely thank you again for uh, taking the time to meet with me so quickly and provide all of this really valuable information and helping us, you know, amplify the right messages and, you know, widen our array of diversity content. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.